Military murder is an independent project and is not endorsed by the Department of Defense or any military component. The views expressed are those of the host. The content of this podcast is not meant to be legal or medical advice. Warning, this episode contains graphic details of murder and is not suitable for young listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, True Crime Army. I am your host, Margot, and this is a true crime podcast where I focus on crimes committed by military members and veterans. But don't worry, you don't have to know anything about the military to listen. I promise you just have to be a true crime enthusiast. And if that's you, welcome home. All right. April is month of the military child. So today's case is a kid case. And because this show is called Military Murder, it's going to be a bad case. It's going to really upset a few people. The case really upset me tremendously, but it's a story that must be told. As a woman who came into the military without kids, I deployed without kids and then I had kids while I was on on active duty. I know the internal mindset that occurs the minute that you hear your child's first cries as you deliver them. I know some military women, before they have kids, they go hardcore military. After they have kids, they're still able to go hardcore military. And you know, I get it. Yeah, yeah. They know what they signed up for and they are mentally prepared to leave their children when the mission calls for it. Well, I'm here to tell you that I'm not one of those women. As soon as I had my first daughter, thoughts on whether I could keep doing this military thing crossed my mind daily. And sometimes the thought still pops up. Can I do this? It would be very difficult for me, and I'm not going to lie. It would be very difficult for me to leave my two girls for six months at a time or even longer if I had to. Yeah, 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 I get it. I understand that that's what I signed up for, but it's a tough gig. Well, today's story is about a single mom in the military who had to find someone to take care of her son while she was deployed. And well, she thought she had the perfect plan and she was almost in the clear. She was just 10 days shy of returning to her son, a little boy named Evan Dudley. He was almost two years old when she got the dreaded call. Come home now. Your son's in the hospital. Join me today as I discuss the murder of 21-month-old Evan E.J. Dudley, an Air Force dependent. Now, let's dig in. My primary source for today's story was a news journal piece written by Chris Barish, and I also used articles from The News Journal, Delaware Online, AP News, Daily Herald, ABC News, and a blog post on idyllicpursuit.com by one of the victim's close family friends. Warning, this case deals with the death of a young child. Listener discretion is advised. Everyone knows that military life is hard. It's one of those jobs where you can be called away at any minute. And military life can be challenging for anyone. But add children to the mix and it's even harder. Wait, and then you add another military parent, so dual military parent or even just a single military member with with children. It's going to be tough. As a dual military couple or a single military person with children, in theory, you can't just pack up and deploy And the military, they understand that this is a part of life. So in the Air Force, military members with special circumstances, such as a dual military couple with kids or a single military member with kids, they have to come up with a family care plan. 
It's a what you're going to do with your kids plan, basically. A family care plan is a plan where you list people who will care for your children if you're called away. So you have to list a person who's in the immediate area and who can swoop your kids up in the night if you have to get out. And then there are long-term caretakers who take care of your kids for longer periods of time. For example, when you're going on a deployment or something like that. And I speak from experience when I say choosing someone to write down on that piece of paper is hard. Let me just start with the fact that there are very, very few people who I personally trust with my kids. Very few. Anyway, this is where Air Force Staff Sergeant Nicole Dudley found herself when she was stationed at Dover Air Force Base in Delaware in 2012. Nicole was from Massachusetts and she joined the Air Force in 2005. A few years into her military gig, she was dating another airman when she became pregnant. Well, the boyfriend decided that wasn't the direction he wanted for his life, so he chose to leave Nicole and not be a part of the kid's life. Nicole, however, she decided that she would have the baby and raise him on her own. Nicole gave birth to a beautiful baby boy, Evan Jonathan Dudley, also known as EJ, and he was born on January 25th, 2011. But as I mentioned earlier, military life for a single mom is hard. And when Evan was only 16 months old, Nicole was sent on a six-month deployment to Qatar. When Nicole had to pick someone to care for Evan in her absence, she thought long and hard about it. According to a news report from DelawareOnline.com, Nicole's parents, they lived in Iowa and they were willing to take Evan, but it seemed like a lot and Nicole decided against that plan. Nicole decided that Evan's godmother, Nicole P., and her boyfriend, David H., they would be Evan's primary caretakers while Nicole was deployed. The Nicoles, they went to church together and they hung out and they were friends. And Nicole P. was Evan's godmother. So this seemed like a logical decision. But Nicole, Evan's mom, she knew that a toddler could be a burden and six months was a long time. She didn't want to burden her good friend the entire time. So she came up with a supplemental plan. Nicole had befriended another airman in her unit a few months earlier, and they were logistics readiness folks. And this guy's name was Staff Sergeant Justin Corbett. They worked night shift together, and Justin's wife, Aubrey, she would occasionally drop by. Well, the Corbetts, they had two young kids, and Nicole and the Corbetts would have playdates occasionally. Nicole thought, okay, this is a great idea. Evan's godparents, they can keep Evan the majority of the time, but the Corbett's, you know, they can relieve them every now and then for a few hours so that Nicole and Dave are not burdened by having a young toddler all the time. Nicole thought the Corbett's were a perfect fit. They were already raising two young children and the kids seemed to always get along. What could possibly go wrong? Nicole thought Justin was, quote, a very nice person, he seemed to be calm, good with kids, very respectful, end quote. And if Nicole ever needed anything, Justin would be there to help her. Well, the plan was laid and in May of 2012, Nicole kissed her baby boy goodbye and she shipped off to Qatar. Once Nicole was in place, she Skyped with Evan daily. And when she left, Evan was walking and every day he was learning new words and he was just a young, beautiful toddler. Even though Nicole was gone, Evan was still going to his regular daycare on base, the Child Development Center, and Nicole would get weekly updates from them. She was keeping tabs all over town on her baby boy. And Nicole was also hell-bent on being a part of her son's life, even though she was halfway across the world. 
she left recordings of herself reading books so that whoever was taking care of Evan could play them for him, which I just thought that was so sweet. Well, Evan's godmother and her boyfriend, I'm just going to call them the godparents. They loved caring for Evan. Dave had two grown kids, so it took him a little getting used to to get into a routine with a young toddler again. He was picking him up from daycare, feeding him, taking care of him at night. But, you know, sometimes Justin's wife, that's the Corbett's, her, her, his wife's name was Aubrey. She would occasionally pick Evan up from daycare, take him for the day and then drop him off at his godparents house at night. Well, the routine changed slightly in November of 2012 because the godparents, they were heading to Pennsylvania and they couldn't take Evan. So they left Evan with the Corbett's for just a few days. And in those few days, everyone's life would change for the worst. Hi, everyone. For anyone who follows me on Instagram, I recently posted a picture of me with my kiddos at Disney in front of the Disney castle. But I posted it because my shoulders were looking on fire, defined, toned, and overall just pleasant to look at. So many of you asked me in my DMs for my secret. And of course, my secret is 4 a.m. workouts. But I get the oomph to wake up at 4 a.m. and work out from my pre-workout drink called Energy Explosion. My pre-workout powder was created by world-renowned fitness guru Natalia Melofit. I have been following Natalia for many years now. And in fact, after my second C-section, I hired her as my fitness trainer. And she also helped me postpartum with my third C-section as well. So when she came out with a pre-workout supplement that didn't cause any of the jitters and the crashing, I knew I needed to try it. Energy Explosion helps with energy, and it keeps me going all through the morning hours. Because I take it first thing in the morning, which is when I choose to work out, I no longer require that morning cup of joe. This pre-workout has nootropic ingredients, which significantly help me personally with mental clarity and focus. Which, listen, when you're juggling what feels like hundreds of tasks a day, it truly does help. And guess what? My listeners are getting 15% off your order. What? Yes, please. If you're ready to get the pump without the jitters, visit mbodysup.com and enter my code MAMAMARGO at checkout for 15% off your order. That's M as in Mike, body, sup as in Sierra, uniform, papa, papa, dot com. Add energy explosion to your car and use my code MAMAMARGO, that's M-A-M-A-M-A-R-G-O-T for 15% off. Enjoy. And when you use it, please DM me so we can talk about your workouts. The first few days while Evan was with the Corbett's, everything went well. And then on November 3rd, 2012, at 4 p.m., 911 received a call. It was Justin Corbett and he explained, Listen, I'm watching a little boy, 21-month-old Evan. He's fallen down eight carpeted stairs and he's unresponsive. At this point, Nicole was 10 days shy of reuniting with her now 21-month-old son when she got the most chilling phone call a mother could ever receive. She was told to pack quickly. Her son was in a hospital thousands of miles away and he was holding on for dear life. When Air Force first responders arrived on scene at Dover Air Force Base, Evan was in cardiac arrest and they had to resuscitate the young boy. He was then airlifted to the Alfred DuPont Hospital for Children near Wilmington. When doctors examined Evan, they found retinal detachment, hemorrhaging behind the ears, bruising on his head and excessive brain swelling and bleeding. 
Nicole didn't know what to think when she got the call, but she quickly came back to the States where she found that her young son was nearly dead. He was comatose and being kept alive with a breathing tube. She held him tight while she cried and wondered what in the hell happened. Not even two days later, Nicole made the heart-wrenching decision to take her young son off life support. Evan died in her arms. She held him for seven hours. Then it was time. It was time to let him go. But not before she bathed him and she put him in a new set of pajamas that she had just bought him from her deployment. The shirt read, quote, my mommy was in Qatar, end quote. Once Evan was gone, Nicole was determined to discover what happened to her son. Just 10 days before she had, she was freaking scheduled to come home. What happened? Accidents happen, yeah. And she thought maybe this was just an accident, but she needed to know every single detail. What she knew at that moment was that Justin's wife was at Walmart when this happened and Justin was home with Evan and his young son. Well, a few days after Evan's death, the state medical examiner classified Evan's death a homicide and the cause was blunt force trauma to the head. Nicole spoke to Evan's doctors and they were adamant that Evan's injuries and resulting death were no accident. According to a Delaware online article that I read, doctors told Nicole, quote, Evan's injuries were so severe that he would have had to fall from an eight story window to sustain the kind of injuries that he had, end quote. The day that Evan died, police went directly to Air Force Sergeant Justin Corbett's house on Dover Air Force Base with a search warrant. They were there to take carpet samples from the stairs to help determine if Justin's story was consistent with the evidence. He was the only one who was watching Evan when all of this happened. So who is Justin Corbett and what really happened? Justin was a 25-year-old airman at the time and he was in the logistics readiness squadron with Nicole. He had deployed to Afghanistan twice, but by all accounts, he was a pretty quiet family man. Well, after Evan's death, from the outside looking in, everything seemed just to be still. And this really aggravated Nicole Dudley, Evan's mother. Why wasn't anything happening to her son's killer? It seemed like a pretty open and shut case. Her son was dead. His, his, his death was ruled a homicide. What else did the police need? Well, eventually, 15 months after Evan's murder, on February 18th, 2014, authorities charged Justin with first-degree murder by abuse or neglect and for recklessly causing the death of a child. He was originally arrested and bail was set at $100,000 cash bail. But after spending some time in jail, Justin's attorney argued to modify the bail and he was released in order to wear an electronic monitor but he wasn't allowed to see his own children. By this point, in what appeared to be a cruel joke to Nicole, the Corbett's had welcomed a third child. Something that came out in the media during this entire ordeal was that Justin had twice been deployed to Afghanistan. And even though his attorney kept insisting that Justin didn't have any prior emotional issues, the prosecutor argued this was not true. As before Evan's death, Justin had sought help for anxiety, PTSD, and ADD. It is unknown to me why, but on February 25th, 2014, 
Justin was honorably discharged from the Air Force. If this is true, I am assuming his military contract was maybe up, the military had no use for him, and maybe Justin decided to just cut his losses with the military. Justin's murder trial started in July of 2016, and a slew of witnesses took the stand. First responders and doctors, they described how they found Evan, and then Evan's immediate caretakers, they also testified. It was revealed that before the incident, Evan was healthy and happy. He had multiple caretakers. He had his godparents, his daycare, and the Corbett's, and everyone said that Evan was fine. Justin's wife, Aubrey, she also took the stand, and she discussed how her and her husband disciplined their own kids and Evan on occasion, including the use of a wooden spoon, a flip-flop, and a fly swatter. But according to Aubrey, quote, hurting the children's feelings was enough when it came to discouraging the children from bad behavior, end quote. Even with the overwhelming medical evidence that indicated that Evan's death was a homicide, Justin was convicted of the lesser charge of criminally negligent homicide. Of course, Nicole, Evan's mother, was devastated. What? There were medical professionals who opined that Evan's death was on purpose. It was a murder. But even with the less serious conviction, Justin was still facing a maximum eight-year jail sentence. So Nicole, even after the lesser conviction, she held some hope that some form of justice would take place. On September 15, 2016, Superior Court Judge Robert Young was tasked with the difficult decision of sentencing Justin and in considering Justin's lack of a criminal history and his military record, Judge Young sentenced Justin to eight years, but, 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 but immediately suspended it for 31 days time served and 18 months probation. What? Uh, so Justin received merely a slap on the wrist and 18 months probation for Evan's death. Recently, I covered two unsolved cases, which I am sure caused you to pause and analyze your inner detective. Well, if you want to hone in on that inner detective, then you need to check out June's Journey. June's Journey is a mobile game that you can play anywhere while connected to Wi-Fi. June's Journey takes you through the main character, June's, adventure to uncover family secrets. Her first task is to uncover the mystery of her sister's death. You will be using your keen eye to spot hidden clues in the immersive scenes that take you across the globe. The scene is set in the 1920s, so it's like going back in time. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game, and I love playing while waiting for my kids at the bus stop. It allows me to clear my mind from the tasks of the day and to refocus on my mommy duties. What I love about June's Journey is that not only are you searching for objects, but you can join other players online in a detective club. And then you also get to design this luxurious island estate that is all yours. And if you have friends who play, you can gift each other trees, flowers, and other amazing decorative items. Today, I invite you to escape reality and immerse yourself in the world of June Parker. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Go ahead, download June's Journey today. I found a blog post, idyllicpursuit.com, by one of Nicole's high school friends that described the situation, and it ended with a statement from Nicole. 
A few things of note that I hadn't found in any of the articles that I read was the fact that Justin changed his story a few times. First, he said that he didn't see the fall. Then he said that his young son pushed Evan. Then he said that the boy fell from the landing. And then finally, he said Evan fell backwards. Additionally, Justin admitted that he didn't perform CPR because he didn't know how to. Justin's wife also, she claimed that she hadn't spoke to Justin after the incident before the police arrived, but phone records proved otherwise. Now, this is all from this blog post, so I'm just saying that that's where I found that additional information. It wasn't written in any of the articles that I read. Well, earlier the day of Evan's alleged fall, Justin posted a note on Facebook that described how stressed out he actually was, saying, quote, I can't wait for the work week as the weekends hold nothing but stress for me, end quote. Of Evan's murder and the resulting trial, Nicole, Evan's mother, told reporters, quote, just because you're in the military doesn't mean that you shouldn't be held accountable for your actions. I think the jury failed. I think the judge failed. And I think justice was not served, end quote. This is one of my shorter episodes, but there wasn't really a lot of coverage on this case. It's a truly tragic story, and my heart goes out to Nicole. Moms and dads out there, please be careful when you make your family care plans. Whether you're in the military or not, we all need to be thinking where do we leave our kids if something happens, if there's an emergency? This podcast as a whole should serve to prove that we really don't know other people. So it's imperative that we tread lightly, especially when our children's lives depend on our decisions. I didn't know about the month of the military child until I had my own kids at the base daycare. And boy, those kids, military kids, they deserve more than just one month. They're the true heroes, you know, they, they, they're packing up and leaving their friends every few years, trying to find a way to fit in, dealing with ruined holiday plans because mom needs to work, missing holidays without dad. It just, it just sucks. I don't envy military kids one bit. And I just want to say to any military brats out there old enough to listen to this podcast, of course, whatever your age, thank you for your service. Thank you. And just know that your mom and dad probably did the best that they could. Today, make sure that you hug your kiddos extra tight and tell them how much you love them. I'm out. (laughs) all right true crime army you can find me on social on instagram at military murder podcast on facebook at military true crime and twitter at military murder this is the time that i would like to take to acknowledge a few folks who took time out of their day to write a review for military murder i noticed that a few more people came on board on stitcher to shout out the show so i just want to say thank you guys so much Thanks to DK, who listens from the UK. Oh, that's funny. That kind of rhymes. Katie Cap, who likes that military murder is straight into the point. Yes, girl. And Colonel D. Colonel D says they knew we had our fair share of dirtbags in the military, but didn't realize the amount of homicides that we had among currently serving and veterans. Well, Colonel D, buckle down because I have some stories for you. All right. So from Apple. So those are my Stitcher reviews. 
from Apple. I want to say thanks to Star Kids R, Carla Z C, Hazel J M, and J David R. So J David R said that he's a former Army Jag and true crime enthusiast, likes the vibe of the podcast, and thinks that civilians can listen and learn as well. Hazel JM, she had a similar sentiment about military and civilians alike listening to military murder. So thank you all for those shout outs. Carla ZC, it's hard to say. She says that she's a true crime junkie and military in the house. She's like me. Carla, tell your coworkers, thank you for sharing my podcast with you. It means a lot. Star Kids R, the newest member of the True Crime Army, says that I have a new fan for life. Yay! Thank you so much. All right, so I want to give a shout out to a few folks who left reviews on Facebook. Shout out to Rebel Rose, best name ever, Kimberly DJ, and Dawn M for following me on Facebook and also for leaving a review there. And I just want to say thank you guys so much. I mean, there's so many other people who've who've left reviews. I know there's a whole lot of you out there who keep saying, I'm going to leave her a review. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Stop right now. If you really are going to do it, um, stop right now. Take two seconds. If you're on Apple, it literally takes two seconds. Exactly where you are. Just go to review. You can leave five stars. You can leave a, uh, you can actually write something. Stitcher is a little bit more complicated. You think you have to get on your, on your computer for that one. But, um, and then Facebook's super easy. You can do it from your phone. If you just go and look up military true crime on Facebook, you'll find me and just follow, just follow. And you can post things on there. You can leave a review. It's not a group. It's just a page. Maybe one day I'll start a group. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Uh, For right now, I just have, uh, have all those going on. So, all right, that's it. This show was created and produced by Mama Margot Productions and the music was created by Tyops. Please check out the show notes for a direct link to my sources page on my website, militarymurderpodcast.com. Until next time, remember, you never really know what someone is capable of, so remain vigilant always. You have a fabulous week, and I'll keep digging to bring you another military murder story next week. <laughs> Shh, let's bring another podcast.